when I was a kid, I was really fascinated by the, the concept of infinity. Maybe you had the same experience. Yeah, I, I think about it in many different ways. Like, and I would think about numbers, right? So, oh, numbers, they just keep going on forever. It never ends. And, you know, I could kind of get my head around that a little bit, but the, the, the notion of these humongous numbers was pretty crazy. Um, and, of course, I would think of the negative numbers. They would just go infinitely backwards into the negative. So that was, like, insane, um, thinking about that. And then, and then I would think about the universe and how the universe just keeps going on and on. And you think, well, no, there must be a certain point where this kind of ends. You know, there's a wall there or something. But then what the heck's beyond that wall, like, it's got to be something else, so it has to keep going. Um, and then I think the ultimate one was time for me, was to say, okay, well, when did time start? Well, it couldn't have ever started. It, there would always be time before when it started, so it has to go back in time all the way to ever. And then going forward, time would just keep going on forever. So, uh, so I've always been really fascinated by this idea of infinity. And, uh, you know, usually when I think about it, at a certain point, you go, okay, I can't, I can't handle it anymore. I'm getting a headache, and I'm just going to stop thinking about it now because there's just no point in that. So this is what, uh, you know, what we're dealing with is a mystery of being alive. Now, what I've noticed is that, that people, because of that, that mystery, we tend to uh, seek out certainty. And that certainty is, is to try to make things finite, some sort of finite thing. And so in our mind, we seek that. We sort of crave finite things. And now, that might be a strategy in life, although I don't think it is. But it's really not a good strategy in business. And over the last 30 years or so, I've coached over 5,000 companies. Or we, our company has coached 5,000 companies. And... Uh, and all the people involved in those companies. And we, uh, we've seen over and over again that what's holding them back more than anything is this finite thinking. Now, they don't know they have it. But when we start to explore big ideas with them in our big idea adventure program, uh, we can see that they, they run up against this imaginary wall that they put up. And the problem with that is is that they then can't see beyond that wall and all the amazing possibilities that are right in front of them, but they can't, they can't see it because they just can't entertain infinite thinking. Or really, frankly, they've shut that part of their brain off. So, so what I'm going to talk about today is, uh, is infinity in the sense of your business and how to think about it in an infinite way. Um, and this is what we've been trying to do for years and years. Uh, recently, uh, Simon Sinek, uh, who I'm a big fan of, uh, he wrote this book called The Infinite Game. And I started reading. I go, Mike, you know, this is what we've been telling people. Now, he has a different, sort of a different take on it. But it, it's an excellent, excellent book. And I read it. And it just, it just prompted me to say, well, you know, I really want to talk about uh, this infinite, infinity game from the standpoint of how we see it. Uh, so I do recommend you read that book. It's a great book, and um, get you start thinking about this idea of infinity. So, um, so I have five different things that can help you with this. So, before I, I just want to talk about the inf the, the finite trap that 
people fall into is that they they kind of block themselves. Their mind has certain blocks that have been set up, maybe ever since they were little kids, set up by the culture, set up by the culture of their company, uh, also self-inflicted. And this is, uh, well, it's, 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 it's actually, you know, sad, really. And, and one of the ways I, I talk about it, I say, you know, everyone has the potential to be a gourmet chef and produce amazing gourmet meals for people. But they go to every work, they go to, sorry, they go to work every day and they sell hot dogs. So they got very, very clear about, okay, this is how I can make money in this very finite way, hot dogs, whatever that is. And then they sell that, hopefully until the end of the, their life or their career. Um, and they just want to stick with that hot dog thing because there's some sort of certainty there that you just think, if I just, can I just keep selling hot dogs, that's fine. But the problem is that you're leaving behind like 99% of everything you could possibly do for people, how you could express yourself uh, in so many ways that you're just leaving it all behind when you go to work. And that's sad just from the standpoint of your potential, but also in the case of making money uh, and being in the marketplace is that you've left 99% of all the possible value and money you could have made in the parking lot when you go to work because you're selling hot dogs. So, so if we can open our minds up to uh, infinity, then we could end up with something much better. Now, it's actually is scary. I, I, I get it. Um, and it can kind of blow our minds and, and our habits are to steer ourselves away from that. So, so, so I basically have five ways that you can start thinking about things in a new way that will give you that sense of infinity. Because the other thing is it's very liberating. The, the whole notion of thinking about your business as an infinite thing uh, is very liberating in the sense of that there's so many possibilities now. It's not like you're going to do everything, right? But you have a much larger universe within, within which to uh, roam with your business, right? And it's also liberating even just from your health. I've seen this is that people, when they have an infinite, uh, or sorry, a finite way of thinking about things, they always feel like they're under threat. There's a lot of stress there. And uh, they're holding on so tightly to this finite thing that they don't realize that that's actually what's causing them all kinds of literally physical and, and emotional distress. So, so it's very liberating. And I'm hoping that you'll feel that way too. So, so let's take a look at uh, the first tip and uh, it's, it's the most important one. And, and it really is kind of obvious, but no, hardly any of us do it. And what it is, is to think about who you want to help, not what you want to sell or not what you sell. And why is that an infinite way of thinking? Be well, the reason is because when we think about what we want to sell, so let's say that we want to sell computers, like that's our business. We sell computers, right? Um, or we sell um, ladders, or we sell sweaters or something, okay? Or we make them, right? Uh, obviously, that's very finite. So when we think about that that way, then we're always thinking about our competition. We're always thinking about, you know, whether people will still want that thing in the future. Um, we're also... Uh, 
you know, worried that um, something might happen that it just is no longer a good business, right? And then we're under threat from competition and stuff. So, so these are all um, the problem with focusing on what you're trying to sell, okay? Uh, and I've seen companies and entrepreneurs <clears throat> ride their product right into the ground. They, they, they're, they're clinging onto it long after anybody wants it uh, and into the, into the ground, right, right off the cliff. And they're holding onto that product all the way down the, when they're falling off the cliff, you know. And uh, you've seen it millions of times, right? So if we, though, we start with thinking about who we want to help, and that's an infinite thing, okay? Because now... We are um, always focusing on the people that you know we want to help, right? So it's, it is the customer, so that's good. But we're not just trying to help them by selling them our ladder or our sweater. We're, we're thinking about, I just want to help these people. And any way I can is, is how I would think about it. Just, we're just trying to help them. Who do we want to help, right? Um, and let's focus on those people. So you can't help everybody. So you got to think of who do I really want to help? So in my case, I defined it as I want to help business people who are uh, ambitious uh, and also have uh, good intentions. So that's my definition. That is actually the definition of my business. What do I do? You know, so I don't know about you, but sometimes like I'm sleeping, you know, I'm dreaming and all that. And then I wake up in the morning and go, what do I do, you know, in my business? What is it? What's my business? And I learn now to go, well, I'm just trying to help those kind of people. And I get up and I go, let's go try, go and help those people. And the, the, of course, the principle behind it too is that I'm flexible about how I'm going to help them. And the other thing is, is that I'm always focusing on them in the sense that, well, what are the things they need help with? Maybe there's ways I could help them I never helped them with before. What, what are those ways? Um, infinite possibilities here to help people, right? And it sounds just so obvious, but that's just not the way we think about it. Most people get up in the morning and say, you know, I got to sell these, ha- these ladders uh, or hammers or whatever it is, you know, hot dogs. And that's what I got to do today. And I got to do it. And I don't care whether they want to buy them or not. I got to somehow convince them to to buy it. So, so that's, and how fun is that, right? Not very fun. But if you're going out, I'm just trying to help people and I'm open to it, then that's great. So the very first thing is to think about is who do you want to help? Uh, not what you're trying to sell. Okay. And it'll really will open your mind up to that. Now the thing, here's just one caveat there, or, or actually bonus is, is that you don't have to give up your hammer or your ladder or your sweater or your hot dog. We're just saying there might be other things that you could do and that your business isn't defined by those things. It's defined by who you're trying to help. Okay, so that, that's the first tip and it's the most important one. And uh, people do struggle with it because it's not the way we've been taught, but it's definitely a better way to go. Okay, so the next one. Think about your customer's big problems. Another one sounds so obvious, right? Uh, but that's not what we do. We, we have very finite thinking, typically. What are we thinking about? We're thinking about our problems. Oh, my problem. What's the big problem? I can't sell enough hot dogs. Oh, nobody wants to buy them. Price has gone down. Oh, there's trouble back at the hot dog factory. 
Oh, we got so many problems. Oh, and what's going to happen next year? What's happening with the economy? Oh my God, so um, it's all my problems. And, you know, besides the fact that it's totally narcissistic, <laughs> you know, and it's all, you know, totally uh, about you and everything. Uh, it's just not good business. It's not good because you know what? Your customers do not care about your problems. They couldn't care less. Not don't don't start telling them about your problems. And you know, there's lots of industries out there which I won't name, uh, but they're moaning and groaning that things aren't good, and you know, somebody's got to come and save them because they have all these problems. You know what? The marketplace, the people, they don't care. People in the industry do, but the rest of them, they don't care. Like, it's like, too bad for you, you know? Like, it's harsh, but it's just true. So, but what if you were to get up every morning? What if everyone was to get up every morning and just start thinking about other people's problems and how, how we can help them with those problems? <clears throat> can you imagine what the economy would do? Like, it would just go through the roof, right? Because we're, we're focusing on the people that actually would give us money to solve those problems. And I, I swear, like, it's just not how we've been trained to do it. You know, focus on your problems, solve your problems. Like, well, you want to solve your problems? Go out and solve someone else's problem. And you'll get all kinds of money and, and, and then you'll probably solve most of your problems just from that, right? <laughs> but also, you'll just feel better about yourself and what you're doing, is it? So... But if we're all focused on our problems, we're not actually even thinking about people. Like I say, well, what's the biggest problem your customers have? You think it would be an easy answer, right? Dealt with hundreds of them. They go, I don't know. What's, what's, I don't know. I never thought about that. I said, well, that's not good, is it? No. So, so they start thinking, yeah, you're right. I should be thinking about that. And when they do, they start coming up with all kinds of ideas. They realize, oh, yeah, I know all kinds of problems they have. Okay? So, so this is... Um, this is a way of expanding and using infinite thinking in your business is just to keep thinking about your customers' big problems, right? And then, then of course, that leads to, well, what are some ideas we have to help them solve those problems? You know, if you want to make more money, just identify a big problem your customers have and solve it, and they're going to give you lots of money. That's all there is to it. So that should just be a continuous thing, too. It's like not like you just find one problem and say, okay, I got that one now. That's good. Uh, no, you keep going. You just keep, you just keep working on it. it what else, what's another problem? And another problem and another problem. And here's the neat thing about this, why it's infinite, is because um, problems are an infinite, renewable resource. We will never run out of problems. As a matter of fact, it's kind of exponential because every time you solve a problem, typically, it creates other problems. It's like a chain reaction. So you solve a problem and then new problems come. So if, if, if that's our raw material problems, then we're never going to run out of them. So and in and, and more of my talks, I'm going to talk about <clears throat> talk about this, that uh, there's so many ways that we can help people and that problems haven't even been invented yet. And that's what will be invented in the future that we should be looking at. What are problems that are being invented right now that we could solve? That's cool, right? That's really good. Very infinite. Next one. Uh, transcend and cooperate with your competitors. <clears throat> wow. Transcend and cooperate with your competitors. Now, there's nothing more finite 
in the world, in your life, than always competing with people. Like we grew up with it. You know, you've got to learn how to compete. It's a competitive world. You've got to compete. Uh, you got to be the best, win out on everything else. And I've certainly been involved in so many different sports and competed all my life and everything. And at a certain point, it's kind of exhausting. And one of the reasons why it's exhausting is as soon as you win, if you win this competition, then the next year you lose. And then someone else is the winner, right? So it, it doesn't last and it's not, and it's a very finite thing. You know, you win the trophy, it's, and then for a finite period of time, you hold the trophy, but then someone else gets the trophy and that's it, right? And it's actually really bad business to try to be the best. That's, I tell people, don't try to be the best, be exceptional. And how do you be exceptional? Well, you don't be like them. You transcend and cooperate with your uh, competition. So what you, what you can do is, like I had one client who was in the, in the um, business of cutting grass. So big company, commercial grass cutting company. And they always were competing against their other, the other companies that did it. And it wasn't that hard for somebody to get into that business, right? So, uh, so we created a platform that they developed, uh, that they offered to um, their customers. And basically it helped them manage all of their suppliers, even the ones that were this company's competitors. They said, yeah, don't worry, you can, you can, use, you can work with our competitors and use this, doesn't matter. We, we're just providing you with the platform. And then so what it ended up happening was is that all the competitors got on this platform and this company made money from the competitors. So they transcended all that fighting and they cooperated enough to get all the competitors in there. So then they made money from the competitors. I have another client who, a uh, bookkeeper, and she created a network called the uh, Bookkeeper Connection Network. And so she essentially turned her competitors, other bookkeepers, into members of her platform. And now she makes money from her competitors and it's no longer a fight anymore. This is what the world is like now. This is something you can do. So if you start thinking about how could I transcend, create a platform, hire a platform, and work with all my competition, right? So uh, years ago, I came up with this idea that uh, everybody's down on the earth and they're all fighting with each other as we do. Uh, we're going to go up and make a space station and we're going to be up there and we're going to be floating over everyone and we're going to see everything and we're going to take that higher ground. And that's how you can make way more money in this marketplace. So we're going to transcend and cooperate. That creates infinite possibilities. Uh, another way of thinking of it is that there's like a building, like a, like a trade show building. And on the first floor is all the trade show booths. All your competitors are there. And then you say, well, no, I'm actually also, I'm going to have a trade show booth there, but I'm also going to take over the second floor. Nobody up there. And when I'm talking to a customer, I said, yeah, well, we can talk about the first floor. But if you want to come up to the second floor, we're going to talk about something much bigger. And you can work with anybody on the first floor. It's fine with us. But if you want to come up the second floor, we're the only one up there. So what is that second floor for you? And that's infinite, right? That's, that's infinite. What's that second floor look like? Because it's anything you want to do that you can do there. It's really, really good. So, okay, so another, another idea for you. Uh, number four, I've got two more. Uh, cultivate a value hub. 
cultivate a value up. Now, the finite thing that I see people doing is that, okay, they sell hammers and they think that that's the kind of money they should make, right? We sell hammers, we make hammer money, and we put it in the bank. So all that money in the bank is hammer money. And uh, I say, well, that's fine, but what about screwdrivers? Oh, no, no, we don't do screwdrivers. We don't have any way of doing that. No, wouldn't think of it. And I go, well, that would be money too, right? So why wouldn't you transcend and cooperate by go out and find a hammer company and say, look, if I can find a customer that wants to buy a hammer, uh, would you give me 10% or something? And they'd probably say, yeah, for sure. We give a commission to anybody that sells, you know. So now you can go to your customer and say, well, I have screwdrivers and hammers, or sorry, hammers and screwdrivers. What do you like? And they go, well, I'd like to have uh, screwdrivers. Thank you. And you go, great. So then you get that screwdriver money and you stick it in the bank. With, and it's in there with the hammer money. But you know what? It looks exactly the same. The hammer money and the screwdriver money look exactly the same. It just there's just more of it. So I know, it sounds like a crazy analogy, but I, I really actually see that that's how people think. You know, I, this is how I make my money. This is the money I, I make the money by selling life insurance, or I make the money by selling I don't know, oil, or I make the money by selling um, uh, I don't know t-shirts. So that's the kind of money I make. But it's really just about making money, right? Okay, so, so what we want to do is cultivate this value hub and say, who else could I bring to the table to help my, uh, my customers? And uh, I can just be the, uh, I can be the conduit of that, right? So it's almost like in the future, everyone will be, have a value hub. We'll all be connected to each other's value hubs. We'll all kind of be middle people. Like in this, that's called coming back again. It went away, but now it's coming back again. And that the way to think about your business is not just this finite thing, I sell hammers, but that you're actually like a node in the network and value flows through the node, you, the, your node, to others in, in the network, right? So it's actually about flow of value through the you as, as you being the value hub, right? Um, so I don't know if I've explained that totally well, but uh, essentially instead of you storing up things, and you know, having it in your little storehouse of hammers, you're saying, no, no, we just we just like um, an intersection where all these roads come in with all these trucks, and then we provide the central central point, and then those trucks go out and deliver value to people. So now we're we, we're like a hub, right? This is really really good because it it, it does create infinite possibilities, and. Uh, um, this is what's the, where the, what marketplace is rewarding. I mean, Amazon is a value hub. Apple is a value hub. Google is a value hub. Those are the three biggest companies, right? And uh, why are they big? Because they're value hubs. And they have infinite possibility. So those companies are not going anywhere because they're set up in an infinite way. Uh, whereas all, most other companies are set up in a finite way that at a certain point there will be an end to whatever they're selling. It won't sell anymore. And uh, so creating a value, a big, a big part of my book, The New Factory Thinker. So if you haven't read the book, New Factory Thinker, I really do suggest that you do read it. Um, it's all about infinite thinking. Now, the fifth and last one 
is uh, kind of the flip side of the problem one. But it's it's important to really put a fine fine point on this is that focus on helping other people achieve their goals. This is actually what we should be doing, but it's not what we do, not what we're doing um, when we're thinking in a finite way. When we're thinking in a finite way, we're thinking about ourself and we're thinking about our goals. And this is what we've been taught to do. Set big goals for yourself and go out and do it. Sounds good, right? Uh, but the problem is that the rest of the world doesn't really care about your goals. And yes, you can achieve them and everything, but it's a finite reward for that. All right. But if you were to say, I'm going to get up every morning and I'm going to go help other people achieve their goals. You're going to make way more money. You're going to be a much more influential person. You're going to grow. Your network will grow much bigger if you do that. And it's just kind of natural that if you help other people achieve their goals, whatever goals you had will be accomplished by that. So like I say, we haven't been trained that way. It's kind of silly. And maybe you can walk around, like if you're independently wealthy, you could walk around and be self-centered and never worry about it, right? But if you want to make money and have a business, then it's not about you and your goals. Nobody cares, okay? So if you're having that business plan that you're working on, and you're putting down your goals, why don't you also even just above that say, what's the goal we're trying to help our, comp our customers accomplish? Because that's what they're gonna give you the money for. Now, one of the things that about that is that sometimes people that you're trying to help, when they don't know what their goals are, or they're not big enough, okay? So this is where you can help them right away. You can say, one, let's figure out what your goals are. Let's try to clarify those. Let's have a conversation about that a vision session, right? Let's figure out what that is. And then secondly, say, well, you're, it seems like you're just trying to climb this little hill here. I wanna help you climb a mountain. You can actually climb a mountain. So do you wanna climb a mountain or do you just wanna climb the hill? If they say they wanna climb the hill, it might not be a big opportunity for you. There's not a lot of, not a lot you can help them with and there's not a lot of money you could make, right? So if you can get them to go from thinking about a mountain, because they're thinking finite, right? If you can think of, help them think in an infinite way, this huge mountain, maybe something that the mountain just keeps getting bigger, which is really what will happen. Uh, now you got something. Because see, that's, that's just really ultimately the last kind of word on this, is that if you start thinking in a, well, start this, if you're thinking in a finite way, then everyone around you is going to think in a finite way. So it's going to be a very limited thing here. Okay, But if you are thinking in an infinite way, and then you start meeting people and you start helping them think in an infinite way, then there's going to be so much more potential in your business. So, so this, is, uh, this is really the, like the key to success here um, in this world that we're in right now, this new factory world that we're living in because um, the marketplace of today, the new new factory marketplace does not reward finite thinking at all, but it does reward infinite thinking. And uh, you know, if, if you wanna, if you wanna, you wanna think about this more, like if you wanna work on it with me, um, I'm here to talk to you, okay? So we can have a big idea conversation and what I do is in that conversation, I say, okay, well, you have your uh, sort of old factory here, which is kind of a finite thing. Um, and we're going to keep that. 
So we're going to just park it over here though. And then we're going to have your big idea, your new factory. And we're going to start thinking about what is that? What is that? And we can allow ourselves to think as big as we want. So usually I say, okay, well, that's fine, but that's like a million dollar business. Oh, that's fine. That's a billion dollar business. What's the trillion dollar business look like? And that's usually when people go, oh my God, I don't want a trillion dollar business. I said, no, that's not the point. The point is to get you thinking in an infinite way. So you say, if you're going to have an idea, it might as that big idea, it might as well be a business that really literally has the potential to become a trillion dollar business. Otherwise, it's, it's not a big enough idea. You're not actually channeling enough value there. And you're not thinking big enough for others, actually. So we're going to start thinking about that trillion dollar big idea. And like I say, I'm not promising a trillion dollars, but, but we're going to allow ourselves to think in that infinite way. Okay, so, so if you want to do that, you can just go to our uh, website uh, and you can select... Um, uh, there's a, it says schedule a big idea conversation there. Um, or you can just respond to this email I sent you if you got it by email or however else you've received it. There, there will be some way to, to get back to us. But if you go to the website, uh, bishopbigideas.com. all about all about the infinity so anyway i appreciate you taking the time to to listen to me here and uh, i hope you got some ideas and i'll just leave you with one thought imagine if you were you you were had the habit of thinking in an infinite way and you didn't have any finite thinking holding you back what could you achieve what big goals could you achieve for others? What big problems could you solve for people? And how could you grow a much bigger business that would potentially grow into potentially a trillion dollar business? What, what, would, what would that be like for you? All right, so I'll leave you with that and I appreciate uh, your time and attention. I'll just give you the website address again.